0: It's Cookie Lab.
1: Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill.
0: And I'm Chris. And happy 100th and first episode Chris, is this cookie. cookie Lab 101? Ah, the basics of cookies. It could be. Today's cookie is one of the oldest, finest recipes in modern history tell me more yes it is another take on the red velvet cookie okay and i say it is one of the oldest and finest in modern history because it follows the making of cakes so
1: like fine flour what are you first we what are had, you indicating first we had cakes First we had cake, right? Because we didn't even cookies weren't even invented yet. First right. cake,
0: okay. First we had cake, and cakes usually had I'm going to say dates and nuts in them, but fruits and nuts, and they were really a bread, okay, with, with fruits fruit and nuts, and nuts. And, as, and then
1: the peasants wanted to have something to go, right? Something the the they
0: wanted something, something in their pocket for their
1: lunch. Oh, oh, okay. They wanted
0: something sweeter and finer, and as millers became better at refining their flour, we could make, we, the royal we, could make finer and finer and finer desserts. Okay. And then sugar came around. Game changer. Whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was party, party, party in the French courts. <laughs> oh, la, la. <laughs> so um, we're talking around the 1400s. In fact, the first fu- published cookbook was Bartolomeo Plintina's Di Honesta Volupte et Valduddin. And what it means is... What are you
1: even speaking?
0: I'm speaking <laughs> Italian. <laughs> um, on Right Pleasure and Good Health. And it was written in Latin.
1: It sounds like that crazy graham cracker guy. In
0: 1474, 19 years after the Gutenberg Bible first mechanically. So
1: interesting. Book. Yeah. So it took them 14 first they made the Bible and then 14 years later we get the first mass produced cookbook. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: First you have God and then cooking.
1: <laughs> get your priorities in order.
0: So bakers are making now desserts more appealing and they still have a pretty rough flour. Okay. They have found that you can put things into the flour to make it more appealing other than like coarsely ground sugar you want like what something that's more fluffy lighter and today we might put in cornstarch yeah that was the first thing i thought of to, to make like it's a, so fine like and a cake flour mm-hmm. and we still do that yes yeah in fact here on cookie lab i often make my own cake flour if a cookie calls for that just by mixing in a portion of cornstarch or potato starch. Do you do with,
1: like one-to-one? Or like if, if the recipe were to call for no, it's a two specific. cups of... Oh, there's some ratio written yeah. down somewhere. Okay. I think we should invent something called cookie flour that is a perfect blend for... Uh,
0: cookie Lab. Yeah. Look for it on our big cartel site.
1: Maybe we're finally going to monetize this whole operation, Excellent. Chris. Yeah,
0: and it will be called Cookie Lab Flour, and it will feature... Two Labrador retrievers with flour all over their face. Oh, that
1: will be so cute.
0: Yeah. In your grocer's aisle. The people of the 1400s did not have this. No, they did not. No. But you know what they did have? They had cocoa.
1: Cocoa, also a very fine powder.
0: A fine powder. And if you add cocoa to flour, you get a softer texture. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they would do that and they would say that they are making velvet cakes. Oh, because of the texture. Yes, they were no longer breads. They were velvet cakes. Yes. And thus, some of the cocos would cause kind of a red tinge Uh uh depending what other ingredients they put into Mm -hmm. them especially. And so sometimes you would get a red velvet cake, especially- It all makes sense. If you jump forward to World War II and rationing-
1: And M&Ms and it, red dye number.
0: Well, red, <laughs> re, so there wasn't, so sugar was rationed. Yes, I know. So people would use beets. Okay. Sugar beets, which are very sweet. And if you dry those out and crush them up- uh, you you're going to get like get a, a nice dye sugar. level pigment. Yeah. yeah. And if you mix that with your cake batter, yeah. you're going to get a red cake. Yeah, for sure. And so we go from the 1400s to the 1900s when cocoa was really the main ingredient that was used in cakes. You had chocolate cakes and they were very popular and people were finding recipes for many types of cocoa cakes. And then in 1943, the red velvet cake became very popular because of the debut of using beets in the cake. Because it was a really punchy red color. Yes. Yeah. And in 1943, a cookbook that maybe you and I both have, The Joy of Cooking.
1: For whatever reason, it did not come down in my family. Oh. And I'm not a Joy of Cooking person. I'm not opposed to it.
0: Yeah. But... Um... I make my waffles from The Joy of Cooking. Of okay. this huge tome of a cookbook... There's one recipe that I <laughs> use, and it's for waffles, and they turn out beautifully every time. Um, Irma Rambauer, and shout out to Irma. Doesn't like the cake. Doesn't like a red velvet cake. What do you mean? She has stated publicly she's
1: like this is the best red velvet cake i personally it's not my thing yeah
0: but this is how you do it exactly okay she felt that she had to it was her duty to include the red velvet cake recipe in her joy of cooking cookbook in 1943 it did not spark joy for her and that was the cake's first national mention
1: okay you've got great info on this some people say
0: that the adams extract company are the ones responsible for the cake ever existing. We know that, in fact, you go back to the 1400s. Yeah, yeah. Gutenberg Bible. Um, But according to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel... No less
1: of an authority than the Waldorf Astoria. They claim
0: to be the birthplace of the red velvet cake. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. So there's no solid proof, but we know that red velvet cake is delicious. The cookie that I'm looking at is clearly a cookie. It is clearly a cookie. So I took your classic cookie recipe and made a red velvet cookie with cocoa. So it's a cocoa-based cookie.
1: Okay, it's going to be a chocolatey-flavored cookie.
0: And red food coloring. Uh-huh. But I wanted to make it a little special because last week I was wearing my my sequin Your festive 100th cookie <laughs> costume. Jacket uh and so this is my take on the red velvet cookie it is the sparkly red velvet cookie i took listeners
1: it has beautiful red reddish brownish color of its own a, a crackly top but also coated in glistening red sugary crystals
0: yes usually you have a red velvet crinkle which cookie. would have
1: like powdered sugar on it which this you has put, sparkling red sugar on it
0: yes that was the difference that's your special and touch this one spreads yes it's, like, it's a big round yeah flat shape and it's designed to spread so i'm looking forward to eating it it's got red dusting sugar on it which
1: is different than granulated sugar uh, which
0: is finer than granulated is it sugar? like sanding sugar Sanding. yes sugar. i've had that yes yeah. and it's very colorful and it's so did a so you did, you, own.
1: did you make it with red food coloring or did you purchase a container of red sanding sugar
0: so i did both i made <laughs> it i put in two teaspoons two tablespoons of red food coloring into this dough Yes. And then I took 45 grams of cookie dough and I made it into a ball and then I dropped it into a container of sanding sugar Mm -hmm. and swirled it around Mm -hmm. and then put that on the cookie sheet. And then when the cookie sheet was filled, I put them all in the oven. But the sanding sugar was red. Red sanding sugar. Okay red sparkly sandy sugar.
1: Okay, and when can I eat the cookie? Now. Okay. Mm. I'm having a little bit of cognitive dissonance. Why The the size and shape and heft and texture of the cookie is giving me molasses ginger vibes. Oh, sure.
0: But it's chocolate. It feels like a molasses cookie, but it is chocolate and it has the wonderful fine crunch Mm -hmm. of the sparkly sugar. Mm -hmm. And I... I don't think we've ever made a sparkly cookie
1: before. Cons- it's so consistent. It's it's a beautiful, beautifully made. Congratulations. It was simple.
0: We made it with um, melted butter and brown sugar. That's it. And, of course, flour and everything else. But there's no granulated sugar in the cookie. Wow. Mm. I like it. Good. I'm glad. I like it, too. It could be in a magazine. Really, this week's and last week's should be on our holiday. Cookie exchange. Yes. Extravaganza. If
1: we do that again, that's what we should each bring.
0: For our guests mm-hmm. who come.
1: And we should start planning that now because holidays are a busy time.
0: Holidays are busy. If you're a listener and you want to come to our extravaganza cookie And have exchange, your own episode with your favorite cookie. Yeah. Email us at pod at gmail.com. While my mouth is not filled with cookie,
1: Jill. Right. Somehow Chris is managing to not eat the whole cookie. <laughs> it's just sitting on his plate. Maybe he's already
0: had seven today. I don't know. I'm going to eat the cookie. I'm I'm saving it as a treat for when I get done with the science. <laughs> okay. I get both treats. I get to listen to the science and eat the cookie. Please proceed. Do you remember what the difference is between baking powder and baking soda? Baking powder has cream of tartar in it. You bet. So it has not only sodium bicarbonate. Wait a minute.
1: Is baking powder baking soda with cream of tartar?
0: Yeah. Okay that's the difference Yes that's the difference. So it's baking soda which is uh, sodium bicarbonate and cream of tartar that's in baking powder
1: And that's why it says double acting because it's got two leavening
0: agents. Yes it has uh, it has some acid which will help it react and it has the the baking powder so when you get it moist automatically it's going to start there's excitement reacting. yeah. the uh, baking soda needs some form of acid in it.
1: Which is why if you have like burnt stuff on a pot and you want to clean it out, you can put the baking soda and vinegar in there and it makes bubbles and the bubble actions help you lift the burnt stuff off the bottom of the pot.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, very simple science this week. Can you figure out why this recipe called for baking soda instead of baking powder often our cookies either use baking powder or because both.
1: because you also put because did it also call for vinegar nope oh um because it, it, it didn't want you to have a puffy cookie it puffed up a lot it did at first oh and yes. then fell and, and then that's then how it gets settles. the crinkle i don't know <laughs> can you tell me
0: i'll give you a hint okay There's an ingredient in this cookie that isn't in most cookies. Cocoa powder. Yeah, cocoa powder. It's alkaline. It is acidic. Which is different. Yeah. Okay. Alkaline is basic. (laughs) 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 Keep going. (laughs) So it's acidic.
1: Okay, it's acidic. It's the acid. So it would be too much if you put in
0: the cream of tartar too. Exactly. We've got melted butter liquids. Yeah right? We've got cocoa, an acid. We dissolve that in the melted butter and the sugar. And And party time. Then we put in the flour and the baking soda. And ba-boom, you get a chemical reaction.
1: And a delicious... I mean, my mouth is still watering and I've completed eating the cookie. Yeah.
0: So it's one of the rare cookies that... Unless you're making a lemon cookie of some sort or some other acidic cookie, you, that you would use baking soda rather than baking powder. So interesting! Isn't that cool? Yes, it's just a little science. It's all we need. A fancy cookie.
1: A taste of science. A beautiful cookie, and happy hundred and first cookie.
0: Thank you very much. Happy hundredth and first. I can't wait for the hundredth and second cookie, and every I- cookie thereafter. Yeah, we have Thanksgiving coming up, and then we have uh, the, the December holidays. We're going to be so
1: busy in the lab. Happy happy baking to you.
0: You too. And I can't wait to see what we have coming up, and I hopefully everybody that we inv- invite to our tables will say, keep your paws off my cookies. I'm sure they will. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.